0: Thank you. Espresso has the thinnest straw. <laughs> it's to work on your lip musculature.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I need to do.
0: <laughs> Hi, everyone. Chuck and Pam, we're back. <laughs> Never know how we're going to intro our segment. It's yeah, just, this, uh, this creativity just flows from both of us, doesn't well, it? Well,
1: if you want to call it creativity, <laughs> I'm sure there are other adjectives that could be applied.
0: Very true. Very true. So how's it going? Great. Great. Good Great. deal. Good deal. We the weather's had...
1: turning. Things oh. are getting nicer out. It's That's
0: always good. It is. It really is. And it's nice to be able to be outside and doing things. And I actually have open-toed shoes on today. Well, and you have a
1: very springy I outfit do. on, too. Skirt, dress, whatever that
0: is. Yeah, it's so. a skirt. It's a skirt. And it's flowery. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so spring is in the air. And so are like nine or ten movies this week.
1: Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I didn't
0: get to see all of them.
1: Neither did I. And I didn't see some of them because you told me they stunk. So, you know, you, you vetted some of those for me. I did. So I you. did.
0: You are welcome. And also, a couple of them, our links expired, and we never got new links. So That's a never, shame. Yeah, yeah. It just I mean,
1: happens. You know, and that should tell you something. I mean, what, what she means by that is they send us uh, electric files, electronic files, basically, screeners. Uh, and some of them have deadlines on them. And some of those deadlines are a week, some are a month, some are, you know, it just tells some me not. we just weren't enthused to watch that particular movie.
0: I guess, I guess, although one of them was The Virtuoso with Anthony Hopkins, uh, and I did want to see that one.
1: Why? Because it's Mi- Anthony Hopkins. Right, but that was from Lionsgate, which has sent us two stinkers lately, including with Morgan Freeman. Oh my God. You know, that was the same there studio, and this had all the looks of being the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hopkins... When you look back at his filmography, and I love the guy, he's made his share of stinkers. You Has know, he, he? He's made his pay, share of uh, paycheck movies.
0: And, but do you do that late in your career? Mm. Morgan Freeman obviously did with that last one that he did.
1: I don't know. I, I think it's a personal thing. I, mean, I remember Gene Hackman and Michael Caine back in the 80s and 90s. They would take almost any script that came their way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they'd be in three, four movies a year. right. And um, Michael Caine's written three or four biographies or autobiographies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in one of them, he defended himself saying, Well, I need to take sh- stay sharp as an actor. Oh. Well, I like to keep working. Right. And he contended that it kept his, you know, his instrument, as you will, sharp. Right. But I think he knew that he was bullshitting us because then when he won his second Oscar, you know, he said, I've made a lot of movies and I've made a lot of crap. You know, he admitted it. He knew. Okay. They know. Yeah. You know, money, money, money talks. talks.
0: It, it certainly does. And um, I apologize if anyone can hear us eating, but I have these amazing peanut butter chocolate espresso bars from, uh, what is the name of the cafe? Espresso Cafe? I'm, I'm eating. <laughs> espresso Cafe. Espresso Royale. Royale here in Champagne. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, these are like... This is
1: what the devil uses to buy souls with. (laughs) (laughs) You can resist money, but he waves one of these and for yeah. Yeah, Where do I sign? I'm done. Souls, there's for you. Yeah, (laughs) the wonderful peanut butter fudge bars.
0: So thank you, Espresso Royale, Mm -hmm. for that. Um, What you know? What since we're talking about stinkers, let's start with the stinker. Where do we start? Oh, (laughs) let's go with the biggest stinker of them all—the one that's going to be in theaters. Tom Clancy's. Mm -mm. It's not. No,
1: Amazon only. Oh. Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Amazon has their, (coughs) uh, Tom Clancy is their little cottage industry. Because Amazon also has Jack Ryan, that series with um, Mm -hmm. Jim from The Office. And Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that. Krasinski, John Krasinski. Mm -hmm. And this is another Tom Clancy um, Mm -hmm. character. Tom played by um,
0: Michael B. Jordan. Michael
1: B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, this is an awful movie. Without remorse, I had a great deal of remorse. I did too after watching this film and I actually did you made it all the. Whole way. Thing? I <gasps> did. But in uh, the um, spirit of full disclosure disclosure, about halfway through I was reading the newspaper <laughs> and kind of glancing up, reading some comic books, kind of glancing up. I wasn't missing anything. okay Nothing at all. This is a re- I wrote in my review, this could have been a Western. This could have been any sort of action movie because basically at its core it's just a revenge movie. That's all it is, and there's nothing surprising about this film in any way, shape, or form. Um, Jordan plays this Navy SEAL, and at the beginning of the movie, he and his SEAL buddies are on a mission, uh, and they've hooked up with this CIA operative played by uh, Jamie Bell, and you you can tell right away he's kind of stinky. They go in to rescue another CIA guy. They're, being, they're told they're being held by the Syrians because this is pl- uh, taking place in Syria. Come to find out the guy was actually being held by Russians. Don't think anything of it. Don't like that they were lied to, but they don't think anything of it until a few months later when suddenly Jordan and his cohorts start being the targets of assassins and we come to find out Russians are infiltrating the United States and killing all the guys that were on this mission. They kill his pregnant wife, but he survives. And oh my God. He is going to track them down without remorse. <laughs> he gets some help from his superior officer. There's a government honcho played by Guy Pearce who's going to help him out on the vengeance trail, and he's just going to go, and he's going to blow stuff up really good and track these guys down. And guess what? What? There are double crosses. No! There are some people who you could trust, but...
0: Mm, but shouldn't. You can't trust them. Wow. That's a,
1: What a piece of shit this movie <laughs> was. And, you know, I'm thinking... I'm, I don't know what the budget on this thing was, but I'm thinking all the money, all the money they spent on the pyrotechnics mm-hmm. and the bullets and the costumes and the explosives and the sets. What a gigantic waste of money and time. I was thoroughly bored with this film. There was nothing of interest here. It You know, I'm going to rip off Shakespeare. Sound and Fury signifying nothing. That was without remorse to a huge waste of time.
0: Wow, yeah, I am I, I wrong? Oh God, no, no. I, I give you more credit than me, but we we did have nine on our slate this week, and I'm giving movies thirty minutes. And if I don't like them after thirty minutes, I'm shutting them off because I'm not going to waste my time. And if you can't hook me in thirty minutes, you got a dog. That's fair. Um, and this was... This might have been the worst 30 minutes of any movie I've ever seen. What was the Morgan Freeman piece of crap that we watched recently? What was that called? It started with a V. It did. Vendetta, Vendetta, Vengeance, Velocity. The, <laughs> anyway, whatever. Recipitude. I don't, Voyager. Know. Um, I don't it, was, know. it was worse than that one, and mm. I thought that one was pretty horrible.
1: I'd argue with you on that. Would you? They were both awful.
0: Yeah. Um, I couldn't make it more through that, and it was... I mean, even even the acting, and I'm going to put air quotes around that word, because the acting was atrocious. It was like this the one woman, I don't even know what their names were, do you want to go now? And, th- and that's the inflection. And it, meanwhile, like surrounding her, there's, there are bombs going off and, and bullets flying. Do you want to go now? Like, oh, my God. It was horrible. Well, my
1: favorite line was, we need somebody like me out there to do this. And there's no one like me. I'm like, <laughs> I, oh, my God. I missed that. Michael B. Jordan, you're a good actor. Oh, but he's an Jesus amazing actor. Christ. Yeah. You know, and he's one of the producers on this thing. I mean, he's looking for a franchise. I get it. But there's just nothing here. Nothing at all. I'm trying to look up that Morgan Freeman movie. Oh, Vanquish. <laughs> That's okay. It was vanquished from my mind. Vanquish. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Poop, gone. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Skip that now.
0: Um, another one that you should skip, and I think you skipped it based on my recommendation, and it's a wonderful iced tea that you hear slurping in the background. <laughs> i got a
1: faulty straw. <laughs> um,
0: where's your, where stage? is your stainless steel one? In the car. Mm-hmm.
1: Where it belongs. Yeah, okay. Like My mittens are in my closet <laughs> in the
0: wintertime. Um, here are the young men. Um, just... Trust me, on this one, don't watch it. It is atrocious. I have zero memory of is what it was even
1: about. Is that Yeah. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. Anya Taylor
0: Joy. Yep. Yep. She is in it very little. And again, I gave this one. I think I gave this one a little bit longer—35, 40 minutes, maybe 45. Couldn't take it. And and I love her too, which is what hooked me to even see this movie. Sure. And this must have been done way before. I was going to say, successes. was it
1: those? Was it one of those? And you said she was in it a little bit. So now they're capitalizing on I her. Think so. And just kind of throwing her to the front yep. on the poster. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that one again?
0: Here are the young men.
1: Here are the young men. Remember that so that when you see it strolling through the streaming opportunities skip it skip that. Skip one. it
0: big time okay all right let's go to did you watch the netflix movie um things heard and
1: seen no i did not uh i am going to i was going to watch it tonight or tomorrow because i do like amanda seyfried mm-hmm. I mean, uh, she, she's wonderful she's turned into she's developed into a very reliable actress and someone i really enjoy
0: yeah she's she's she is a wonderful actress um this movie was based on a book and I, don't, I, I did watch the whole thing on this one. Okay. Um, it started off with a, a lot of promise. Um, a young couple lives in New York City, they've got a little girl, and um, they moved to the country for the husband's job as a professor at a small university in upstate New York. The only thing I really loved about this is the fact that it kind of capitalized on where I used to live in upstate That's New York, so it's very familiar looking From to Brian. me. Um, some weird things happen in this old farmhouse that they move into. Everything's kind of creepy. They, um, Amanda Seyfried's character begins to see images. Uh, The little girl is scared of things. They set up this, it's a classic horror movie. Sure. Um, But there's a lot of psychological aspects with this as well. The husband is abusive verbally and then maybe even more so. Um, their relationship is in the tank, um, and a lot of other extraneous, influences come into play as well. Um, first half of the movie I think was wonderfully done. Then it goes in the wrong direction mm-hmm. and um, became a very disappointing movie because it had so much potential and the end was atrocious and it just blew the whole thing. So in my mind, I would skip this one too, but you know, maybe next week you can weigh in on what you thought of it. Because you're more of the horror movie person than right. I am, but I do like psychological mm-hmm. horror films. And this really had a, a nice sprinkling of that in there, but it just didn't carry it all the way through.
1: Things Heard and Seen uh-huh. on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay, Yeah, I, I am going to give it a shot. I'm not discounting what you say, but mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. her.
0: You let me know uh, what you think. So
1: I'll, I'll see what you know, and I don't think it's all that long, which is always, always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you pick next. Uh, Percy vs. Goliath. I watched this last night. Okay. Um, and I have to say, as much as I like uh the Christopher Walken. Uh I had a hard time buying him as a farmer in Canada.
0: But you could buy him as a farmer in Ireland.
1: I could. <laughs> I could What's for there, Wild Mountain Time. I don't know. I guess because in Wild Mountain Time I didn't actually see him farm. <laughs> he was like a gentleman <laughs> farmer. He was like a retired farmer. He was a, a gad about town. Here, though, in Percy vs. Goliath, you actually see him farming. And I was like, no. Nah. Can't do it. Yeah. you know, And he's still got that. He has a very distinctive gait. He does. About him. You know, he's very a former stiff. dancer. Really? Uh, you didn't know that? No, I
0: did not know that. Oh, my
1: God. Yes. Go back. Great story. Go back and watch Pennies from Heaven, the Steve Martin okay. Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Yeah. He, he dances up a storm in that. And he also is, I can't remember the name of it, but he's also in a very famous music video. He, he, yeah, he's a classically trained dancer. He's really great. But apparently when he was making Pennies from Heaven in 1978, Fred Astaire was still alive. Okay. And heard about him and actually came and watched him perform. Oh my goodness. And just was very complimentary and they talked a long time and he gave him some pointers and things like that. I always love when you hear those weird stories of people from the golden age of Hollywood intersecting with... Because yep. you don't... It makes no sense. It's right. like, well, you know, this is a current guy. How could he have crossed paths right. with Fred Astaire? And I always loved that story. Uh, they um, He told it on t- Turn of Classic Movies okay. once when they were doing a tribute to Astaire. Great dancer. And I always... I'm, I was waiting for him to break out and dance here. Because <laughs> he just... He has... When when you look at, at Walk and Walk, it's almost as though he's about ready to, at any point, do something. Yeah. Um, huh. uh, uh, Percy vs. it's is based on a true story, and it's an interesting enough story. You know, I, I had no problem with it. Uh, he plays this guy named uh, Percy Sh- Schmaltz. Schmaltz. Something like that. Yeah, it's some yeah. German or a uh, German name, Germanish, yeah. and um, he, he ends up getting sued by Monsanto. And I don't know how they figured this out. That was one question I have. When? Well, he's being sued because it appears as though he was using some of Monsanto's seeds in his growing. Right. And he says, that's not possible because I always grow my own seeds. He, he's he a cont- seed saver. He's a seed saver, yeah. Yes. He contends that he saves the strong ones from the year before, you grow others from those, yes. as his father and Centuries. his grandfather t- Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that gross thing where you would uh, with, with bread. Yeast.
0: Oh, the Amish friendship
1: bread? Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeast has <laughs> been around going. for 400 years. Ooh. Thank you. I'll, 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 I'll have a salad. Uh, <laughs> I'll take my own penicillin.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah, but he's, he's uh, sued by Monsanto because they claim that he's, they've used his seeds without him buying them. And he's like, that's not possible. And it gets into this whole rigmarole. And he contends that the seeds actually uh, were blown over into his field by a farm from an neighboring farmer who who does use them and other sorts of hypotheses that about how these seeds could have gotten mixed up
0: and these are special seeds because they they do not die when sprayed with roundup
1: they've been genetically ultra genetic with gmo because yeah they make them so you can spray it the, the Roundup, which, and this takes place back in the late 90s, early 2000s, now we know Roundup is, you know, pure poison and yeah. will kill you. Uh, but, yeah, so it was, it's figured out, and that's how they figure this out. i tell you who the big surprise in this movie was to me. Hmm. And I've never been a fan of Zach Braff.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Never, never. Es- especially now, also, that he's dating Florence Pugh. I don't know. You know, talk about selling your soul to the devil. I don't know what Maybe. he did. Maybe he had and a peanut butter bar I from Espresso know. Royale. And I'm going to say this is coming from a place of pure jealousy. Okay, <laughs> completely. <laughs> But he was quite good in the film. He was very good. He plays this lawyer, uh, a small-town lawyer who they consult, and he keeps telling them all along the way, don't sue these guys. Do not do this. It's just, they're going to get clobbered. You're going to lose. But he eventually gets sucked into this as well. And this is a case that ends up going to the Canadian Supreme Court. Um, It's a pretty fascinating story. Quite frankly, though, I think I'd rather watch a documentary Mm -hmm. about this Mm -hmm, subject. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Because it left me with a lot of questions but questions I want answered. I'm right. intrigued by this by this whole thing, uh, but it's an it's a quiet David versus Goliath type story that you know you can't help but uh, get involved with emotionally. Uh, and uh, despite you know me waiting for walking to tap dance across <laughs> the field, I mean, it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, it was a decent film. Um, it, I think it lacked some energy. Yeah, and and. I hate to say this, but I think it really needed more energy from Walken because he's our main character. I agree, um, and I think that that predictability of the story—we we know what happens because they wouldn't be telling a sure. David versus Goliath story unless David wins. Um, but it is an interesting story. The facts are intriguing, and the and the final conclusion of it, and and how that affects. Worldwide supplies right. of wheat is incredible. And, you know, the, the moral of the story is have integrity. And he sure. had integrity. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a, a story that should be told, but maybe just told in a little different way. You know, who
1: did have energy that surprised me who? is Christina Ricci. Yes. And she usually is not energetic.
0: Okay, she did have energy, but she felt contrived. She felt artificial in her performance. Yeah,
1: she plays a reporter who comes and uh, tries to champ or does champion this whole cause. Right. Uh, and, and towards the end, though, things things turn a little bit sour. Uh, but yeah, I agree. She did appear contrived, but at least she was energetic. She did she have was, energy, She was, you know, hey, let's get going here. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, it's a safe movie
0: a good way to describe it. I like that. It's a safe, safe movie. movie. And
1: if you like Christopher Walken, give Percy vs. Goliath a, a go. Right. Or on or, on uh, streaming. Okay. Or video on demand, I should say.
0: Um, What else? We've got four good days. Four good days. <sighs> <laughs> you know, I, I was on the fence on this one. Me I think too. I think that's what I put in our, too. our website, too I, is, did too. I was on the fence. I went back and forth between, should I recommend this, or am I on the fence? And then I started thinking about really good movies about? about addiction, the opioid crisis, and how the good, we need to get you your, your regular my straw, straw back. Yeah. Is that
1: really bothering you? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> a little bit.
0: Yeah, just ask my husband just, who, who you, slurps his coffee every morning and say, then I'll he chews t- it. How do you I'll chew t- a liquid? I don't know. That's some thick coffee. <laughs> anyway, it's about addiction, the opioid crisis, and how um, doctors can prescribe drugs that get People hooked on um, opioids and then go further into heroin and other, you know, mm-hmm. life-altering and devastating um, drugs, drug addictions. Um, it made me think of a Beautiful Boy. And Ben is back.
1: That's the one I thought about. To me, Ben is back with Julie Roberts is the high watermark.
0: It truly is. That's the, the fact one. That she didn't get enough recognition for She that should whole. have been
1: down, that. In my mind, that's her best performance. I and agree. I'm not a fan of hers, but she I blew me away not. in that film.
0: No, I, I thought she was extraordinary. Yeah. I was able to, I think, step into her shoes and feel every pounding heartbeat and and emotion that she had. This I didn't this this
1: this tries to replicate that. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It's really
0: heavy handed. I felt like Glenn Close plays the mother and this is seen through the mother's eyes, much Mm -hmm. like Benna's back is seen um, and the opening sequence is is just emotionally gut wrenching mm-hmm. when Mila Kunis's character of Molly knocks on the door on her parents' home or her mother's home. She's remarried to somebody else. The mother is played by Glenn Close. Her name is Deb, and Deb has to turn her daughter away. I mean, I can't imagine turning my back on my child but there comes a point i'm sure that you know after how many times of stealing and, and trying to to help your daughter and she screws you every single time how well, much do you take when
1: we find out later that she's been to rehab 15 right. times yeah
0: <laughs> <Nope>. 16th <laughs> times a charm. charm
1: yeah <laughs> it suddenly becomes clear why she right yeah
0: so um this this just does become a little too heavy-handed in the message that it's trying to convey. Glenn Close is, unfortunately, the person who has to deliver all the heavy-handed messaging. And she's a little over the top with this. Um, I, I just never believed the characters. Uh, Mila Kunis doesn't look like Mila Kunis at all. I
1: thought she did a very good job. Okay. I've never been all that impressed with her. Yeah. I mean, what has she done? But
0: comedies, yeah, yeah,
1: but I thought she did a fine job. She was she, fine. Uh, if nothing else, she put herself through the ringer physically. she, oh, she obviously did. Uh, lost weight, and this is a woman who sh- shouldn't lose any weight.
0: No, my God, no. Um, but yeah, it just was one of those movies that this has been done before, and it's been done before better. And I hate to say that. I know,
1: but 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 that's the case. We've been down this road before. You're right; it's been done better. I, you know, may, there are certain movies, certain types of movies, maybe you need to put a moratorium on after a while.
0: Yeah, I was like,
1: okay, it's been done we don't want to see another drug movie for five years.
0: Yeah, you know, the sad thing is, though, is that this, this drug crisis does continue. It persists, exactly. And there is a reason, there is a cause, And but there are some other movies out there. What was the one that came out just a few months ago um, about the opioid crisis? Yeah. Oh. The one that you loved. The
1: one that we both got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I so, hate that film. But, but
0: again, you know, this is something that is happening in our world that we need to be continually reminded about that something has to happen. But this isn't the way to do Wasn't it. Wasn't
1: that called Crisis? I think it was, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Glenn Close is not... Yeah, it's called. it was called Crisis. Uh, Glenn Close <laughs> is not going to be get her ninth nomination no, for this one.
0: she so. absolutely is not. So, and that's... It is what it is. yeah. Anyway, so there's... I I would probably skip that one. I would, too. Or watch it in the background for free. There you go. Okay. So then we're, that brings us down to what?
1: The outside, the outside story. story.
0: <clears throat> I really enjoyed this movie, <laughs> and I know you didn't. Okay, so I'm looking at our website, and I'm seeing... Oh, my goodness, we actually agree on everything <laughs> but this one.
1: Except the one you love. I know.
0: <laughs> I just... Maybe it was timing. I don't... I. I just found pure joy in this one. I enjoyed this. This is about a man named Charles played by Brian Tyree Henry. Uh-huh. Um, the three names always throw me off. I have to think about it. Um, and he is... Uh, he has kicked his girlfriend, live-in girlfriend, out for a one-time infidelity. Um, he has a unique... And we've actually talked about this topic. He has a unique job. He, he writes or he creates video montages for the recently deceased yeah. except he Famous has, to cre- people. He, has to, <laughs> he has to he has to create them before they die and he works for I'm surprised that they said TCM. TCM on that. turn of classic movie. Yeah. 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 So he works for TCM and he there's a guy who's on his deathbed they think he's going to he's going to pass away at any moment. And he's got to put together this video montage well he goes to the door to get a delivery of some food and he doesn't tip the guy that kind of pisses the guy off and he goes back into his apartment to get some money for him runs back out after him in his socks his polka dotted socks and gives him the tip and then realizes he can't get back into his apartment he is now locked out of his apartment and trying to get back in is quite the the difficult thing for him. He does have his phone on on him, luckily, but now he being locked out explores and sees what's outside of his four walls. They're kind of over the top experiences. You think all th- they are? You think they are? But they're fun. Um, he he is awakened by what's around him and experiences the world like he hadn't before. He was truly more locked into his own world than being locked out now. I think that I loved watching the transformation that he went through. It was His transformation was never over the top. The circumstances under which that happened what, were over the top. And that was fun. That's what made this a very lighthearted movie that was complete a, escapism and a lot of fun. I enjoyed I it. I
1: am glad that you enjoyed it. Good. I am very glad that you enjoyed it. Brian Tyree Henry, this guy, I mean, in a handful of movies, he has gotten a shtick down, and I am tired of his shtick. What is his shtick? He's he's constantly flummoxed. He's constantly- What else fl- has he been in? Flummoxed. He was in that god-awful, uh, and I'm looking it up right now, he was in that god-awful, um... Gosh, I can't even remember it, and I'm looking at it. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I'm. Oh, he Are was in flummoxed? Godzilla. He was in Godzilla vs. Kong, and he was, you know, there. Oh. But
0: he wasn't like that in
1: this movie. He was totally like that he in was this movie. So
0: much more laid back. He was on oh. like hyperdrive, caffeinated overdrive, and and Kong. no, no, no. You know,
1: him punching the button every time to be let in. He's like, well, uh, uh, sorry, I gotta get out. No, I'm over this guy. Uh, And it just seemed as though the... Every time he got locked out or couldn't get back into the apartment, it became more and more contrived. He could have gotten back into the apartment.
0: How? Have you ever been locked out of your apartment?
1: He had the vase. He was going to crash the window. As soon as the cop walked away, you climb back up the fire escape, you crash the window, you get in. Okay. But I know I'm not supposed to think that way. I'm not supposed to nitpick like you nitpicked. What was that one you nitpicked last week? Oh, God. Okay,
0: Okay, the Mars one. Yeah, that's... Oh, and by the way, I was listening to NPR, one of my favorite radio stations to listen to these days, Mm -hmm. and they actually had this astrophysicist researcher on who talked about going to Mars and the difficulties of having oxygen and creating oxygen on Mars to come back because you could never take 25 tons of oxygen with you which is what a four-person crew would need in order to do that here we, here
1: we are we're back to stowaway again i mean folks we're back still we, away. Can't, we can't let this go <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just thought it ironic and and wonderful okay. <laughs>
1: Timing is everything. The timing is everything. Can so we, I tell you what: the outside story is available on streaming. You you watch it and you drop us drop us an email. Drop us a note. Tell you tell us what you think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just had my curmudgeon hat on. I
0: think you did.
1: Yeah, no, you were on the nitpick train last I week. Was, I was. I had the curmudgeon hat on this week. Maybe, heaven <laughs> <laughs> forbid, forbid. Oh
0: my God, We have both? the curmudgeon
1: <laughs> hat on. The the nitpick train. Uh, would nothing else. would be left. But I, I truly. A mixed bag of movies this week.
0: Yeah, and, and really not a whole out of all of these movies, nothing are we like well, super excited about. I
1: think the one movie we saw this week that we both really loved was an older movie, right? Uh, My Octopus Teacher. Yeah. Which we both caught up on. It was uh, it was on Netflix, documentary. It won the Oscar. Yeah. Uh, for best documentary, and uh, what a what a delightful film.
0: Yeah, although you you did start to don your. Cremudgeon hat, a little bit.
1: No, it wasn't a curmudgeon hat. That was an, a, a, a legit criticism.
0: Okay. I don't think it was. Anyway. So what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> do we want to go there? Do we want to go there, Chuck? Well,
1: what, what do you know? Do I, I like short heart? conversations. <laughs>
0: did I have a heart? <laughs>
1: do you have a heart? I don't know. Sometimes. Last week I didn't. This week yeah, I did. I know. And yeah, I think we have one heart between us. And I think just so. <laughs> pass it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: getting soggier and yeah, soggier. Not much left after a <laughs> That's while.
1: That's right. Well, hopefully next week there will be more. More better. Boy, I see more how better. tired I am. I'm more using better. the good words. The, the good you're, grandma. You're the English yeah. teacher. Hopefully there will be better movies uh, next week. Although off the top of my head, I can't think of what's coming out
0: next week. Do you, do you want to talk anything about like that big event that happened
1: on Sunday? Well, I don't know <laughs> if we have time. Um, Let's just talk
0: about The Order. They went... Best Picture, and then they had.
1: Well, best actor. and we know why they did best, yes. that. You know, Best Picture than Best Actress and Actor because uh, Best Picture is usually at the end. We're talking about the train wreck that was the Oscars. Uh, you know, there's really I don't want to criticize it because really they were in a no win situation. I mean, there's no way within the parameters in which they were working that they were going to make an entertaining show. However, I still can't understand. If you can't do the, you know, the usual show, and your show is about movies, why aren't you showing movie clips? That's what you're isn't that leaning into. Crazy. I mean, isn't that what yeah. you should lean yeah. into? Yeah. And the absence of those was the most mystifying thing of all. I don't get. It. And I don't get paid millions. I don't get to produce the show. If you and I did it, we'd solve all the problems. By the way, Oscar, call us. That's right. We, we work cheap. We work cheap, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was a mystifying show in many ways. Did you watch the whole thing? I did. Because I know you get easily bored.
0: I do get easily bored. And, and I also, you know, past 7 o'clock, especially if I've got a glass of wine in my hand, and I did, yeah. it's really hard for me to stay awake. I did stay awake till the very end. Thankfully, my friend Jane popped over to watch the end of it with me. Otherwise, I'm sure I would have been sound asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it really was a snooze fest. The only thing that I thought was fun was the whole Glenn Close shtick.
1: Yeah, but the timing of that was wrong. We were, we were on track. They have three awards left. And I'm thinking, oh, we're going to get done in three hours. We're out of here, man. Right. And then they've put that in at two and a half hours. And then that must have run so long, the in memoriam thing. Yeah. Did you notice how quick that thing went? I did not. You felt you nodded off during that. (laughs) Go back and watch that. They were flashing uh, names and pictures up there so fast you couldn't even really consciously see who it was.
0: Oh, wow. It was, there okay. was some
1: outcry on that the next day, and rightfully so.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So, do you think the whole Glen Close thing was a, a planned thing? They say it wasn't. Okay.
1: She must I'm have super
0: impressed with her knowledge based on music then. I was gonna
1: say pop music yeah, yeah and yeah.
0: Spike Lee what was it called? The butt?
1: The butt, the butt. butt, yeah, it da was butt. for his uh, school days film, and that was only his second film. that was a long time
0: ago. Yeah, that it was impressive that she knew that.
1: Yeah, again, it, it all has all those signs of being a plant yeah. somehow.
0: Yeah. But, but it was they're
1: fun. they're in trouble though. I mean, they're under ten million viewers. Under ten million viewers. And you're talking about a show that used to garner 60, 70 million people.
0: But it was still the number one show for ratings for that time period for that day.
1: That's true. So That's true. Stato Penado. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All
0: right. On that note, au revoir.
1: Au revoir.